This is a presentation of Dawn Forge Productions. It's time for Shattered Soulstone. Featuring the latest news from Sanctuary and beyond. Each episode, a heroic party of Nephilim band together to help keep you informed on everything in the Diablo universe. And now, your Diablo Community Podcast. Coming to you from the dark recesses of the, of the proverbial Dawn Forge pouch, this is episode 249 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Um, the, I picked the show title this week as Greed's on, <laughs> Greed's on the Sam Kennison Memorial Tour. <laughs> Because I couldn't think of anything else, to be honest with you. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get your audio, your free audio book at bit.ly slash soulstonebooks2020. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPod, MP3 player, real man's phone, or any of your Google devices, you know, like, like King Tut uses. This today is Monday, February twenty, February tenth, twenty twenty, and um, this is Shazam again. Um, Dead Greed's still not back, cause again he's on the memorial tour. I didn't come alone again this week. I brought um, the same person that was here last week, cause he wanted to do it again. So. Um, Introduced, I'll introduce to you guys King Tut. Yeah, thanks for having me again, Shazam. Looking forward to it. Um, I was able to do the PTR this week and did a couple other things. Um, but before that, um, what what did you do in game this week, Tut? This week was uh, definitely all WoW Classic again. Uh, it's basically the only game I'm playing right now. Still really enjoying it. Got a Human Warrior Alliance on uh, Pagel. And this week was basically preparing for BWO, which is Blackwing Lair, which is Phase 3 getting released on Wednesday, I think. So we're planning on raiding it, I think, Thursday night. So, trying to get consumables ready, you know, we're going to try and put in our best effort. We've got two raid teams. And before that, also, there's some some rep stuff, Thorium Brotherhood stuff, that I'm trying to become a exalted hammersmith so that I can make a new weapon. Which is a pretty lengthy grind, so it's it feels like playing Diablo. It's been a lot of, uh, a lot of rep grinding and other things. Trying to, uh... 
trying to prepare for phase three, but really enjoying it. Um, yeah, definitely looking forward to the new Diablo season. We'll be there opening night for sure. The um, the weapon you're grinding for, it's not Thunder Fury, is it? No, our main tank has his hundred bars and and will be getting his his uh, Thunder Fury. We have one other tank that has one binding, and that's it as far as so. Clan's been, or the guild has been raiding, you know, since since it came out, and so that's three bindings. Now some guilds don't have any, some have got plenty, but yeah, we'll definitely excited to at least have one guy that has it. But no, I'm. There's some weapons. So when phase three drops, Thorian Brotherhood, Exalted gets basically three weapons that you can make: an axe, a hammer and a sword so the only way to get those plans is to be exalted and getting exalted with thorian brotherhood is is a, a lot of a lot of rep turns that are not easy to get items so i'm hoping to be the the hammersmith and possibly the first one on the server so that i can make something called even hand that's basically your fury warriors best in slot if they don't have a raid weapon which Again, our guild is not getting raid weapons to drop either, so <laughs> the best the best weapons of the game, I mean, you know, they all have small drop chances, you know, and it's unlike Diablo where it's all random, you know, these aren't random, these only drop off certain people and they have a percentage drop chance, so it's like it's it's nice, but at times, you know, you would just like everything to be random like Diablo. It's like Diablo 2 all over again. That it is. <laughs> I have, um... Since we're, like, dead at work, I decided on Thursday, not knowing when the PTR was coming out, I figured, screw it, I'll just take Thursday off. <laughs> so, I woke up Thursday morning about, I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning. I, um... Turned on Bloodshed for a while. And I, um, I sat there and played, I played, you know, normal Diablo 3 for a while. Then I find out at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, PTR went live. Um, so I immediately made a warrior, not a barbarian, and, um, leveled him up to, you know, 70. Got all the Fury stuff, um, and I started I started building the um, character like I did, like I made the Diablo fans um, the guide for. So all Thursday I was grinding. Me and um, me and Greed for a while we were. We were on a party together because at that point in time it was like a 20-minute queue for the um, to get into the game. So level greed up in about two minutes, and then we he geared out his witch doctor, and we just started doing um, we did bounties and stuff like that, and then um, started doing greater rifts, and we got up to. I think it was a high 80s, maybe low 90s. Me and the Fury Frenzy, um, Barb and him on his Witch Doctor. And we were just 
we were literally just like every we just kept bumping it up two every time and we just kept going and kept going and kept going until it was late at night and then we both went to bed but um yeah we got pretty far we got i don't know like four or five hundred paragon that night and then um the next day i decided I was going to level up a, a demon hunter to speed farm regular rifts. So I did that. And, um, you know, speed farm for for bounties too. Because we needed, we technically needed two rounds of bounties. One, you know, really low level. And then ones that were kind of high. Just to give us enough mats to, you know, cube everything. And, um, I needed to make, um, Captain Crimson's. I didn't make Ancient Ones, I just made regular ones. I get it. My Demon Hunter really didn't need any great gear. She only had, like, two Ancients or something like that. She could still rip a T-15 in about three minutes. Um, yeah, did all that. And then I just farmed Paragon and gem levels and stuff like that till Saturday and then I I switched weapons for because I kept seeing everybody running this axe that makes you fight through the pain or something like that and did a 98 in like four minutes I'm thinking to myself man I'm gonna be able to I'm gonna be able to get pretty high on that leaderboard but then I went to do a hundred and I don't understand between 98 and 100, it's not that big of a jump. If I can do a 98 in 4 minutes, can't do 100. Just keep getting smacked and smacked, and I just keep getting murdered. At that point in time, I just literally turned the game off. And I haven't, um... I logged back in and I, I leveled up a, a Witch Doctor, but I didn't really play it. And I really, I really have no need to, to go back and play any more of this PTR in its current rendition right now. Um, until A, they fix stuff, or B, you know, they say they're, they say they're not going to fix this stuff, and I'm never going to run a Frenzy Barb because it's not going to be able to go as high as a, a Whirlwind Barb anyway. Let's say yeah, ba barring any changes, yeah, that's that's what I'm seeing. It's definitely not gonna yeah. not gonna touch the world. And yeah, that you know, going up those two GR levels, it's only supposed to be like eight percent more damage. So it does seem weird that you'd go from a ninety-eight four minutes to get destroyed to one hundred. Now I, I I could put the pig sticker back on and go back and try a hundred, but again, I I just I have no drive to do it. Yeah, so yeah. Um. So at that sounds like you've got that hardcore mentality in you. So I. After that, I decided about Warcraft Three. You know, I really haven't played it since it launched. I know there was a, a patch the other day. I'll start up Warcraft Three. I'll play that. So yesterday, 
for Sunday and today a little bit. I'll probably do it after the show too. I just started doing all the missions for Warcraft 3. I um, did all the prequel missions. And I started on the Arthas. Um, the Arthas missions. I got through. I got past Black Rock, Black Rock and Roll. And I think I have the next mission after that. And I'm just going to. I'm going to play that probably this week, and if there's no patch tomorrow, it's highly unlikely I'm going to be able to play this PTR. I want to have any drive to play this PTR after this. Because even if they do a patch on Thursday or Friday, sorry, there's a new game coming out. I'm playing a new game. I, I played Diablo 3. How many thousands of hours? Um... I'm giving this new game a try um, at launch, and I'm gonna—I'm probably gonna play it all weekend. So, um, so that's basically my weeks in gaming. Um, yeah, Wilson. What's up? I was up? gonna say that that game's gonna be Wilson, right? Yeah, Wilson comes out on my Thursday on the 13th. So yeah, as soon as I get off work on Thursday if I don't take off work by then <laughs> I'm going to um, I'm going to be playing that all weekend I um I don't know what I'm going to play yet like starting I kind of like the the melee um this goes like against like everything I've I've done inside Diablo kind of but I played Demon Hunter more than I played any other class and I played the the range class on um, Wilson, but I like the melee's abilities better. Like starting out, at least in Act One, you know, up to level twenty. I like them abilities better than I like the freaking the range class. And I didn't play any of the spellcaster class, so I have no idea like what them what them skills are, but. Um, yeah, I'll probably start out melee on um, Thursday. Got a shared stash like you do in Diablo, so you can throw all like the melee stuff or the range stuff in your stash, and then just you know pick it up with another character, which it makes it pretty nice, um, you know, gems and stuff like that. Yeah. Other than that, um, I guess we we'll talk PTR. All the stuff that we've seen, all the stuff that Tut's read about and seen on YouTube. So, first thing, and this is, there's a lot of people complaining about this on, on the forum. And I don't understand why. I guess they expected that if they played that season, it was never going to be another, it was never going to be a... Um, season reward ever again but you get the Andario wings after completing chapter 4 of um, season 20 and then with that you know you get that you get a portrait frame obviously and then with doing the, the entire season journey 
you get a bat pet and a another portrait frame but the the bat pet it looks like one of them things and I think what act three it basically swoops down on you whenever you're outside in that snowy place I can't remember exactly where it is yeah the one the ones where it's like you can't complete it and you're like oh I don't see any more enemies and suddenly they they fall down from the sky yeah but I guess um, Blizzard ran out of names for this pet, so they just called it Bat. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I I think Blizzard had already what a couple seasons ago set a precedent where they are releasing pets that, you know, either look identical or basically identical to previous pets. So, it doesn't really surprise me that they would be bringing back a set of wings. I mean, if there's stuff that people like, and you know, they didn't get a chance to to obtain it previously i think it's nice to to give people a chance to get it wish they'd do the early ones man i want them freaking fire wings and stuff like that like them are the wings i want yeah that's one of those things too it's like this is where i you know they could be monetized in the game again right at least give people a way to get these you know these transmogs and wings pets that you know will probably never get a chance to get again like i've said like the only reason i really want to buy starcraft 2 is so that i can get the protoss pro pet and i'm personally i'm not i'm not a big like i don't ever use transmogs and i don't ever wear wings but i really like the pet since it's, it's useful what about um what the heck's her name's um wings uh, can't think of her name the bug lady. I can't think of her freaking name. What, Magda? Heart of the Swarm. Um, oh. Uh, Kerrigan? Yeah. Yeah, and get her wings. Nah, I just, it's just, to me it just seems weird, right? We're, so we're out here, we're trying to slay demons, we're trying to look as awesome as possible, and then we've got these wings on. Like, what are we, butterflies? Like, I just... I don't know. Like, we don't actually fly in the game. I mean, Barb has some leap abilities, but it just doesn't doesn't play. I can't say much. I my my favorite wings are the Overwatch Mercy wings, and I don't even own freaking um, Overwatch on PC. I bought it on PS4. <laughs> it just everything starts looking busy when you have like the wings on and your pet and. But there's something else you can wear too, right? Yeah, the like pen, a flagpole. The, the pennant. I I never wear that. I think that's too much. Like I've never worn one. Like I I put it on once. And I'm like this looks stupid. And I took it back off. That was it. Yeah, but I do like the the look of all the new sets. I think I think they all tied in pretty well. I think they all yeah I, I love the bar I, would, I, would, I certainly wouldn't transmog yeah no I could see every now and then like taking like the barb's helmet off like just making it disappear but um for the most part I I, I do I do enjoy the the sets like the, just the, the way they look 
Yeah. I mean, I do, as a person in WoW Classic, doesn't have my head, my helmet displayed. I do, I do sometimes think the helmet kind of ruins it. It's hard to tell whether it's a male or a female sometimes. It is nice that you can, you can make things disappear. The, um, I guess the first bug I guess they found on PTR was Arcane Turrent spell on, um, Wizard double dipping damage. That's causing all the, all the, um, all the people that like cheating in the game to do the 150 clears on the leaderboard, including our, our main man. It got um, suspended or banned last season. He's on there. I think he was six before the we started doing the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, my my understanding is that basically the the damage bonuses on I think it's Death Wish and I think it's a, a weapon and the offhand um, for that wizard build are both like they're basically getting doubled. Yeah. So and it's like every every video I watched mentioned it. Most of the people I watched were not using Arcane Torrent; they were using something else because they knew that. I mean, there's no chance that this makes it through the PTR. So, I mean, I don't know why anybody would care about leader fourth PTR. Yeah, the Death Witch, the Etch Sigil, and the um, the new Manila channeling. The other, um, the other wizard bug, and I think they fixed it internally, they just haven't, um, obviously brought out a patch. Whenever the, uh, whenever the wizard has his shields up, or he, whatever, the, um, and they get hit with max shields, Hydra heads still die. It shouldn't happen. Kind of like the um, Squirts Necklace last season. They're going to fix yeah, it. It's, it's basically just like the Squirts Necklace bug where, yeah, things like ground effects, things that, you know, shouldn't shouldn't be causing the buff to fall off or heads to die or to lose. Squirt stacks are occurring. So, you know, these are the kind of things that you'd think they would have fixed. But, yeah, it's it should be a simple fix. Ideally, yeah, it's <laughs> it seems weird that you know the build where you get your damage reduction from heads and as you're taking as you take damage You lose your damage reduction. It kind of seems like well, that's the time when you would need your damage reduction You're in a position where you're taking hits, but so it is a weird weird dynamic and I think I'm hoping that they're gonna change it. I mean the most of the videos I watched and the information I've seen you know on reddit forums is that Right now, the the Legacy of Dreams build for the Hydras is, is tankier, does at least as much damage. Um, you know, the the ten thousand, what ten thousand percent damage is very similar to what the Lod damage bonus is. Plus, it has you know, it has its own damage reduction. So, I'd certainly like to see them modify it to where the set is at least as good as the Lod version, if not better. But right now, it's 
seems like the LOD version is the way to go for the new Wizard Hydra build. From the videos I saw, it looked, at least in LOD form, it looks pretty tanky and pretty awesome. And, you know, with with the other builds being nerfed, you know, with, with as far as the Meteor builds, um, I could definitely see, you know, I, I don't know if it's Deer Chantoto good from what I've seen, but it should be, should be a pretty viable build. Probably. Um, Greed seems to like it. <laughs> he um he played played Witch Doctor I think that first day and hasn't played Witch Doctor since then he's been playing the the wizard ever since. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the way greed goes. <laughs> but um, one of the bugs I know, I know you were talking before the show about you know, more bugs than this. Like what bugs have you heard about? on this PTR you know the majority of the bugs really have evolved around that wizard set um I don't know that I've heard of any any other major major bugs I mean there's a, a lot of stuff especially when they change things or add new things or put in new sets revolve around stricken stacks so I think there's some questioning of how stricken stacks are working and whether they're stacking properly or working properly. Um, but those, those are the only major thing that I, uh, I remember noticing. I mean, there's certainly, you know, there are good things and bad things about each of these sets. And there's certainly some things that I see changing um, before this goes live for season 20. Um, but yeah, we can talk about the other, the other two builds as well. You said about the witch doctors, um, Big bad voodoo, not following. Yeah, um... yeah. So obviously, the for the first, you know, big bad voodoo was a skill that stayed put. So you, you basically, you, as a witch doctor, you set it down. And you tried to stay in the circle and have everybody stay in the circle. Well, now it's supposed to follow your character. The issue is that, like, especially when you're spirit walking, like it it lags behind. So. You fall out of the circle, even though you're moving in. You know, the thought process would be that you'd expect Blizzard to want that as you're at least walking, that you would stay in the circle. So, you know, I know Bloodshed had an idea where he wanted them to actually increase the range that Big Bad Voodoo, so basically increase the circle of effect. Um, and Big Daddy Den just wanted it to follow closer. I think it just needs to follow closer. They need to tie it, you know, to where it only goes so many yards away from character and it's never less than that many yards away so basically as you're walking and spirit walking you're always in the big bad voodoo um you know and then obviously if you know if you're in a multi-person party then yeah it would be their responsibility to just stay within your your big bad voodoo um, but that was you know that's the major change that i think is should probably occur and it's probably going to occur the other thing i heard was you know the it's a witch doctor build, right? So the issue is always going to be that it's it's not tanky. I mean, there's no tank witch doctor build. It's it becomes a glass cannon class. It it does this new build does do a lot of damage, and it it could possibly be capable of being a rift guard killer. Um, but the issue is that yeah, it's just you're always worried about dying. So the suggestion I heard um, was to just while we're also modifying the big bad voodoo and making it follow you, go ahead and give it all the runes because. You know, there's some good damage reduction runes. 
Like right now you have to run the rune that gives you the additional um, resource back because your damage is based off of how much resource you can regenerate. So you have to run that rune to get the damage. But there are other really good runes for Big Bad Voodoo. And if you could give all of them, it should give a, a decent buff to your survivability, which is kind of really what most of your Witch Doctor builds. I mean, that's what frustrates greed. That's what sends you to the fields of misery. Um, and at the end of the day, this is, this new build is, is still just a Spirit Barrage build. Um, you know, it's a pet build. Um, and yeah, it just, you know, they do the damage and you just got to survive, but you know, it's nice to make it easier for you to survive. Yeah. I think the... I think really the only thing that... This is a double-edged sword right here. <laughs> I think the only... Like, one of the things, like, they should change with the, with the, with the barb set is... Like the four-piece bonus, like you get ten stacks of um, a frenzy, and you have essentially fifty percent damage reduction. I think that instead of it falling off like your stacks do, I think that should stay on there at least f at minimum ten seconds. Like when you know. Like, when you start falling off at, like, 9, 8, 7, you know, whatever stacks you are, it should stay at 10 for at least a good 10 seconds. Giving you enough time to get to another set of mobs, or another mob, to at least hit them to keep your stacks up. Because I found, like, running this build on the PTR, you could... I could have... I can have 50, 50, 75 mobs around me in like GR 96. And I could just be swinging away as long as there's no laser beams or any of the other BS. Like, I do so much damage and I have life per hit on like at least one of my weapons. I'm pretty sure I had it on both when I had the pig sticker. That I could literally heal myself through a lot of the BS, like even with an elite mob. But on the same token, like I could do that, and then I could, like, and then whenever it pops and, like, everything dies, I'm running to the next mob. Something hits me once and I get, I get, I get procced. Something hits me again and I die just because. I have no frenzy stack, so I have no defense, and that's with having a quill in the cube. And at one point in time, I had um, um, the endless walk set on, and that didn't even seem to do anything for me. Yeah, but well, the endless walk's not much better than stacks, right? You know, if you're sitting there DPS <coughs> the moment you start walking, that's when you start getting damage reduction. So you could still you know, it's it's like Blizzard looks at damage reduction in like three ways, right? It's like either, you know, they just give it to you. You know, things like Unity and Akilla where it's just, it's always up. And then you have your, your ones that are normally like on your rings where you have to use a skill 
and then there's a timer, so you just have to use your skill every X amount of second. So at least like in the instance of starting off a rip, you could immediately use that skill and have your, you know, have your damage reduction. But then they have these ones like for the Witch Doctor and where you've got to get these stacks and like this new, like there are barb sets that just have built in damage reduction. Like why do you, why do I need to get stacks? Like. It's the same thing with the Witch Doctor needing to get your Soul Harvest stacks to get your your major damage reduction. It's like, well, what do you do at the beginning? Like, you, you don't have any stacks when you have to hit that first enemy. You don't have any stacks. It's like, I don't... It's almost like there needs to be a way to get the stacks immediately, and then if they fall off because you don't do something, that's fine, right? Like, give me the damage reduction, then if I'm not frenzying in some amount of time, it, it's... I just, I hate damage reduction based off of stacks. I really don't like anything that has to stack, especially to keep you alive. Because, I mean, yeah, the, the game is simple, right? It's you got to do damage. You've got to have damage reduction so that you're not getting one-shotted. And then you have to have recovery. You have to have some way that once you don't get one-shotted, you can get your health back up. And that's with your life per resource spent or your life per hit on your weapons, like you mentioned. So those are the three things that every build has to have. And I just don't understand why we have to tie some of these to these stacks that it's like we're not doing anything wrong right like i didn't pick the rift that has a huge area before i get to the next enemy like i don't want my stack to fall off but like you know it's almost like they're they're forcing you into the build style where you have to like grab a bunch of mobs and chain them and and drag them with you so that you're always frenzying or you're always hitting Versus the style where you go in, you kill a thing, you run to the next group, you kill it, you run to the next group, you kill it. It's almost like they're they're wanting you to do this kiting, get 200 mobs together and kill them. Which, again, that is what the top guys do. That is what you do in your higher level GRs. But the guys running 100s, like, we just want to find a group, kill it, find a group, kill it. You know, and I mean, obviously there are builds where you gotta you've got to pull enemies in and whole bigger groups and kill stuff for the builds to work but yeah it's just I hate stacks I could kill a group of mobs with that frenzy set like nobody's business and the GR80s yeah, but if, the, if, the next, if the next set is you know 10 seconds away oh yeah but if like even even at like the high GR80 somethings like GR88 or whatever if there was like molten and I don't know like poison or something on the ground I could literally heal myself with life per hit standing in that stuff standing in the stuff still attacking the elite without like without procking without even going below half health just because that's how much life per hit I have <laughs> But then you walk to a mob and get one shot, and it's just like it's so frustrating. Like I don't, like it, like it doesn't make sense. Like how could you, like, like how could you stand in the middle of like a hundred mobs and like take it, but walk to the next group of mobs and just get shot? <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's the way it works, man. Damage reduction. Make sure you don't get one shotted, and then. You know, your life per hit, life per resource, make sure that you can sit there and take it. That's what? how you know when you need to modify your build, 
You know, if you're getting one shot, well, it doesn't matter how much life per hit you have. It ain't gonna save. Oh, yeah. They almost want you to just hold shift when there's no mobs and just get your ten stacks and walk a little bit. Hold shift to get it back up to ten. No, you don't even have to hit anything. You can just literally just sit there and get your stacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I almost think like what you could do is have the stacks stack past, right? So maybe you only get the damage reduction for your first ten stacks, but if you're like hitting things and maybe you can at least stack up more stacks that then would fall off and maybe it doesn't all fall off at once maybe it you know that's probably the solution right is your stacks don't just fall off like they fall off slowly and so if you have enough stacks already built up you can get to the next group while still maintaining your, your damage reduction just have 20 stacks just make the just make the last 10 not give you any more damage reduction just be a number that Makes you keep, makes you keep the, the damage reduction. Yeah, I mean that seems reasonable. So other than that, man, I'm th that set's got the damage. It's, and I, I know people are complaining about the damage, but if they fix like the the the, the hammer or whatever axe, I can't remember what it is. That it actually hits eleven times with a swing. Like this, this set would be would be phenomenal with with damage. Like I don't care if you're in a group of people or just single target. Like you can just annihilate like everything. Like you can, yeah. If you're standing in a group, you're you're only there for like ten seconds before everything pops with stricken or you know just waiting for your, you know, your rotation on conventional elements to go around, and then you hit the fire stack, and then everything's just dead. Yeah, I mean, I think if there's one thing we know, especially in these PTRs, that generally Blizzard, you know, will overshoot on damage, or is making sure that these sets at least put out good damage. It's really just normally comes down to the damage reduction, and is there enough, or... You know, does it need to be modified? Because again, with with the examples of the sets from last season, it's the same thing, right? It's just they weren't tanky enough. And then you know, things obviously. I mean, the whirlwind Ren build I still think is overpowered. I don't know if they're going to make any changes to it before this season. But you know, if that wasn't in the cards, this new build I think would would be good and would you know would have a chance probably to to top you know barbarian leaderboard. The last. Last time I looked on that leaderboard, <clears throat> the barbarian, um, the the whirlwind barb was first with a gr one fifteen, and then a new set was after that with a one fifteen. It just didn't do it as quick. So I'd assume there there was people, um, you know, farming for like a good rift. Yeah, I think the only thing. That you could see change here, and it will still help. Is yet trying to give the barb set some way to keep Wrath of the Berserker up 100% of the time. That's the major complaint I saw about it. I mean, I mean I, yeah. Would you like to not lose your stack for damage reduction? Sure, but the obviously, if you can keep Wrath of the Berserker up 100% of the time, well, now you're getting, you know, you have a chance to to run the uh, the damage reduction rune. So, you know, cool. that would be another way to make the build tankier if you 
keep it up 100% of the time. So I, I could see them changing, giving something in the two or the four piece that gives you an opportunity to get some kind of cooldown reduction or something that'll bring Wrath of the Because the reality is, you know, that skill is the barbarian skill and it's hard for a build that can't keep that up almost all the time to really be a top bar build. I mean, there are sets, you know, like IK that are built around keeping that up and Call of the Ancients. So that's that's the thing I could see that could really push this build to like right there with Whirlwind and Friend. Yeah, the problem is this Obsidian Ring of the Zodiac um, does the resource spender, not a resource generator, so that makes that ring useless with with generator build. Yeah, I don't see him changing the way Obsidian works. Yeah, but yeah I expect I, him to. I, yeah, I think it. I think it would have to be some kind of change, like in the set, would be the best, so that you're not messing with other. It it could be tied to the stacks too, where with each stack of frenzy you get so much cooldown reduction to Wrath of the Berserker. Yeah, they could do that. I would assume it would be just in general one second cooldown you know on any cooldown but um, yeah i mean considering most of your skills are not cooldown based skills anyways that you're using to support this build you're using your shouts your shouts you know you don't have to worry about cooldown for your shouts which is one of the nice things there was what i had what three things that were just all on cooldown i had wrath of the berserker and two other things that were cooldown based, and the shout was obviously just straight 20 fury or whatever. Yeah, most of the builds I saw were going with, you know, kind of what I mentioned in the last podcast, right? You're going to go with a ground stomp to stun the enemies in place, yep. and then fear them with, your, with another shout. And then, so, you know, you got your war cry got your battle rage and then you've got your threatening shout so you you could go with a three shout build um and then you know decide whether you want to use like a charge or a ground stomp or a leap to make sure that you're propping your uh what's the damage reduction bandamite yeah you definitely got to make sure that's up at all times yep yeah i use ground stomp a vacuum one yeah, I think most people use ground stomp, and then yeah, it just becomes a question of yeah, do you want to work the the fear, double damage fear part into a stun and a fear, which I think ultimately is what must. Be. Yeah, Big Daddy Den's video had um fear into things, and then ground stomp and to suck them all in and stun them, and then obviously annihilate them. Yeah, and I think I saw another video too where they were kind of thinking that you would only only worry about the fear part, um, you know, when you're doing Rift Guardians or, or like Elite Packs and, you know, just so that, yeah, you don't have to worry about chasing them, chasing a bunch of mobs. You can't fear a Rift Guardian. Yeah, I think it was more like tough Elite Packs. 
Yeah. Play somewhere where you'd really need the the 200% or the the double damage. The the only thing I hate about the fear thing is it doesn't work on Rift Guardians and it doesn't work on the um. What the heck are juggernaut. the juggernauts? Yeah, it doesn't work on juggernauts. So, like the hardest teeth. Yeah, juggernauts. Yeah, uh, juggernauts are the ones you'd want it for, right? Yep. Yeah, the hardest two thing is it doesn't even do anything. <laughs> yeah, juggernauts is one of those things where I don't, I don't completely understand why. It, it's, it's almost like you know, again, it's a random thing, and a juggernaut can ruin a rift, and I don't know if that's why they put them in. But, you know, it, it seems weird that, yeah, like, certain effects can't work. I mean, we understand that, yeah, they're tougher, they have a high, bigger health pool, but I don't understand why other certain effects don't work against the Juggernaut. It's almost, it's, but, you know, again, that's, I guess that's just the RNG aspect of playing D3, right? It's, you know, you don't know how many Juggernauts you're going to get. Sometimes when you get a Juggernaut, you just skip it, you know, and then you hope you don't get another one. Um, but, I mean, that's the same as whether you're going to get, you know, an elite pack or a, a set of blues, right? Some builds like a set of blues. Some builds prefer an elite with adds. And when you get blues, you want three, don't want five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Well, depending still, right? It depends on how good your AoE is. Because, um, obviously, if it's a set of five, they're going to have a lower health pool than a set of three. You know. But, yeah, it's... I guess that's what makes but yeah not being able to fear a juggernaut yeah do you have anything else to add to um ptr stuff no i think we pretty much covered the the three builds i mean i think again i think they're all good i think they're all going to be used i think you know the wizard set definitely i think needs some changes so that it's not it becomes better than the the LOD version since you know they put a bunch of work. In yeah, I could see changes to the set bonuses for all three sets, just to try and make them a little bit better. But yeah, I think you know I think it'll be a good season. I think people are going to use use these sets and hopefully have a good time. Thankfully, um, it seems like this. This PTR, I'm still crossing fingers because we still got a week and a half to go. Cross fingers that it doesn't, none of the builds came out like the Crusader did last season where it went completely in left field like they wanted, to, they, they expected you to use it. So <laughs> we're still good on that aspect. Yeah, none of these are, are game breaking other than the Arcane Torrent bug, right? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing's gonna be crazy. Nothing's gonna, yeah, do, you know, just do a solo 150 or anything like that. So, I think they're good. I mean, I, at this point, you know, with the amount of sets we have already, the new sets they've already added, it's like the formula is pretty, pretty simple, right? It's 15, 50% damage reduction. It's 10,000-ish damage, and then it's some unique things that make the build play well or play enjoyable essentially so that yeah you're not just it's not just oh here you go put this set on use this skill here's your 50 percent damage reduction here's your 10,000 damage bonus go do some gr 115s but i know what I, I i listen to blood and i know blood's already done you know with like no paragon already done 115s with all three builds so i mean they're all 
as, as, even if they don't make any changes, you know, not using Arcane Torrent, like these again, these are all at least GR one fifteen builds, you know, that a reasonable person can use and enjoy. So while we're talking about some of the issues with them right now, if they don't make any changes, they're still good. And you know, I think they're gonna make them better before the Yeah, I believe so too. Hopefully they do it before the end of the PTR. Yeah, hopefully they've learned their lesson. And, you know, again, that's why we have a two-week PTR instead of a one-week PTR, is that you don't want to make these changes, you know, as the season starts. It's best to make the changes and at least give, you know, some people time to make sure that they're actually working properly before you start the season and end up with the craziness that that occurred with the Crusader Center. Yeah, or the backlash that they they did after the end of the last season, like when they gave us the um, the belt, and then they took it away, and then people complained so much they gave it back. <laughs> yeah, right. And so what ended up happening? Well, yeah, the Whirlwind Ren Bar build is still far and far and away the best Barbarian build, and. You know, it's, it takes me back to my Blessed Shield Crusader, where it, in that PTR, that stuff was so overpowered, and they pulled it back basically the perfect amount for when the season started. But yeah, people were upset. They're always going to be upset. I mean, people are going to be upset that they're not clearing solo GR150s this season, because the seasonal buff, you know, isn't giving you an extra 10 GR levels. So, you know, you can't make everybody happy. I, I think, as it sits right now, Everybody's going to be happy with these new changes. You know, at least giving you three new builds. You know, one for each class. You know, if you factor in a lot build, maybe two, two builds, and then obviously there's push build variations and speed variations for some of these. Yeah, and I can't wait for season 21. <laughs> that's, it's gonna be my, that's gonna be my season. the season of the demon hunter. Season of the Demon Hunter and probably the Necromancer. <laughs> yeah, which actually, I heard some interesting points too that uh, with with the changes and with this seasonal buff, and again, the fact that Necromancers love rings, that the fact that Necromancers can now use more than three rings, I, I think Rat Runs are going to be the meta again, and I think the Necromancer is is going to be pretty good this season, even with no changes and you know no new items yet i think you're gonna see a lot more people this season running the next two than you did last season i don't think anybody played it everybody was all whirlwind friend barb instead of rat run yeah yeah everybody seemed to do um whirlwind barb i think right now i think on the on the live server i think you got to do like a 128 or something to get on the top thousand which to me I think is pretty nuts, but you know, is what it is. Yeah, I mean it. Who knows? I mean, I guess there's still a chance that they could change some of that stuff. Well, season actually. I think that they would do that on the down low, so everybody doesn't um, doesn't crucify for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that that's all pretty. 
that. All it would take is a small change to one of the items. You know, throw it, throw it in the uh, final PTR notes. Just not even throw it in the notes. Just drop it by like fifty percent, and like you know, what is it, one hundred to two hundred percent, or something like that. Just drop it fifty percent of that. Um, you know, make it one hundred to one hundred fifty or whatever, and not even say a word about it, and just be like, oh, huh? I didn't. We totally forgot to add that to the notes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure people would be super salty about that. It would take a while for them to at least notice it. <laughs> at least a day. Yeah, I don't know that it would even take a day. I bet people on the first first night are going to be whirlwind rending to GR100 like it's nothing. I don't know. They get the IK set, so I don't know. Probably though. Like the eye. Sure, I guess. Like did the, they? Did they? Well, I guess it doesn't change, right? What do you mean? The well, the the order that the sets go in, unless they add a new set. Yeah. No. Um. Yep. We're getting. If I can remember all these correctly, if we're getting Uliana for Monk, we're getting Natalia's for Team and Hunter. We're getting Eric here for um, Witch Doctor. Um, I want to say Tragles for Necromancer. IK for Barb. Um, Seeker of the Light for um, Crusader. Did I miss any? Wizard? Um. Um, I can't remember that one. To be honest with you, that's the only one I can't remember. It's not Veers. It doesn't matter. It is Veers. I guess some people still like you. I believe it's Veers. Anyway, um, we got friends. And them friends have a podcast. If you want to know about lore of Diablo, um, go to bookagen.net. She does 15 to 20 minute episodes once a month about, um, you know, lore about Diablo. This one currently is the Andrews Council. Yeah, she's once a month every she come again she, she comes out with a new episode and pretty interesting. There, as far as I know, she's put she's putting out about ten of them to Rikers one, so she's she's a lot more consistent than Riker is right now. And um, yeah, that's about it. She does a much better job at Riker because she does it once a month and he does it about once every 10 months. I'm not making fun of Riker, I'm just um, saying the truth. <laughs> um, what else do we got here? 
you watch anything um, anything this week, Tut, that you want to talk about? Not that I can think of. Um, I mean, I watch a little bit of TV, but no movies or anything like that. You got Netflix? I'm one of those people that has never had a Netflix subscription. I, uh, my wife has it times, and I know she had it when I was dating her, but we don't currently have it. I don't know, it's one of those things where I just... Right now, I mean, we still have cable, so... You know, there's quite a few good options now. They've, they've improved it to where you can, you can watch quite a few things for free. You know, just download them too, and... Put them on your DVR, so we pretty much, if we're looking for something, we'll just go through the channels and, and find something. I have watched this weekend. Um, I guess last week I seen on Netflix there was a documentary called The Pharmacist, and then I, I watched, you know, like the minute trailer, or whatever that they have, like when you hover over it. And like, was he a serial killer? No, no, he's quite the opposite. Like he, I don't know how to explain it. Like he, his kid, and Greed, Greed uh, messaged me uh, this weekend because I had Greed watch it. Apparently this his this dude's kid and greed were born on the same in the same year, but um, this dude's kid they live in Louisiana, which you know they tell you that in the middle of the documentary. He goes to I guess the bad part of New Orleans to buy crack at you know in the middle of the night, and the 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 pharmacist kid ends up getting, you know, shot and killed, murdered for, um, you know, for a drug deal. The pharmacist doesn't like that the that the cops are um, like just think of him, think of his kid as like, you know, the kid shouldn't have been there, you know, he shouldn't have been in that neighborhood. In the middle of the night, you know, only bad stuff happens. You know, the dude's a... The, your kid was on crack. You know, it's just... A, just basically, your kid's a statistic at this point. We really don't care who killed him. Well, this, did, this didn't set well with this dude. He took, like, a leave of absence from his job. And, um... Basically found out who the killer was... <laughs> of his of his kid that all happened in the first episode and then episodes like two three and four hey the dude's kid died he finds out who killed him blah 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 dude goes to prison he goes back to the pharmacist you know to be a pharmacist again and um he starts, you know, filling all these prescriptions for Oxycontin, Xanax, and all this stuff. And, 
he's an older dude, so he's like every time like someone comes in and you know gives them this prescription and stuff, it's like oxycotton's and Xanax and stuff. He basically questions the people that are getting it, be like, "What do you need this for? Like, are you that like that hurt? Like, did, you know, it's like body parts like severed or something." People are like, "No, I just." This doctor gave it to me. You know, they gave me this prescription. And, like, more and more people are coming in from this doctor getting this, giving these prescriptions out. So, he starts, you know, basically going out investigating the doctor. And then he calls the DEA and stuff, and the DEA is like, you know, the DEA can't tell him anything because... On their end, they're trying to, you know, bust this this um, doctor for the same exact thing. And he keeps, he like, they said, like, the DEA people are like, this guy calls, like, 50 times a day, like, because he thinks we're not doing anything. And, like, then you see their footage, and you see, like, the camera move over, and you see, <laughs> you see them videotaping him. That's videotaping the doctor's office. And then, like, it's so screwed up. But the dude ends up, um, you know, the dude ends up doing a better job at busting this, this doctor and stuff for, you know, basically running a pill mill than the, um, DEA does. Now I don't want to tell you, like, the whole, the whole synopsis of this, um, whole documentary, because I want you guys to watch it. But, like, this dude, at like 60-some years old, does a better job than, like, the people that are basically sworn to protect, you know, the, um, you know, the citizens of, I guess, Louisiana and stuff like that in, in the United States because he talked to the DEA and the FBI and stuff like that. But, man, it's like, it's like, you just wonder, like, it's the craziest stuff. And the only, and the only other, the only other thing I watched, and I don't, I was talking to a kid about this at work today, and I, I don't know, I don't know if it, it, it's not like racist or anything like that, but. Like, the history books, when I was in high school, which was, my God, it's 20 years ago. Um, like, when they talk about, like, civil rights and stuff like that in, like, you know, United States history, they basically do a very slim skim over, and it, this is what happened, you know, um, Martin Luther King did this speech, he, um... You know, he did this, we have a dream speech. He got shot and killed. That was the end of Martin Luther King. Malcolm X got shot and killed. That was the end of Mal the that was the end of Malcolm X. Um But they really don't tell you anything, you know, about these people. Like T at least 20 years ago they didn't. I don't know if they do today. I, you know, I, I don't know anybody in really high school that I can ask. 
But um, uh, honestly, I'm not sure they even teach history in high school. No. Uh, but like, there's a lot of things in history like that I want to learn about. Um, so. I've seen this weekend that they have this big giant documentary. It's like four or five, um, four or five episodes long about Malcolm X, and I started watching that on yesterday. And so far, it's pretty interesting. Like I didn't know much about the dude. Um, I didn't know. He, I didn't even know he was Muslim until this weekend. But. He he got shot and killed, obviously. And there's a dude that's, I don't know even how old he is. He grew up in the 60s, so I would assume that he'd be, you know, in the late 50s, early 60s by now. He wants to find out who actually killed Malcolm X. Because two people that are in prison for killing Malcolm X actually did it. Two other people that are in prison for killing the dude didn't even do it. Um, so he wants to find out exactly who are the real people that actually killed the dude, other than the two people that actually, you know, that are in prison for it, and the two people that are in prison that didn't do it. Um, but thankfully, I didn't grow up back then. Because it seemed like way more screwed up back then than it is today. And, you know, I I don't know. Like, the dude that's doing this, like I said, he's in his late 50s, early 60s. He talked about when he was 14 years old, he was talking to a white girl. You know, him and his buddy were talking to this white girl. Because they were at the high school, you know, they went to school with her. Stuff like that two white cops drove by didn't like the black people talking to the white girl so they literally took this kid drove him around talk about um, you know killing him for like I don't know how long and then they beat the living crap out of him with billy clubs and left him you know wherever they left him like that's like the kind of weird stuff that you don't ever hear about today you know other than you know cops doing it to like Rodney King and stuff like that but again thankfully I didn't have to grow up back then I grew up in the basically 90s so I was kind of sheltered from everything except for big things when I we grew up was Rodney King OJ Simpson and 9-11 that was basically <laughs> the three biggest um biggest things in in the news other than basically the golf war and stuff like that yeah i would definitely say it was a time of yeah major terror i remember like the atlanta olympic bombing yeah yeah world trade center bombing yeah yeah i totally forgot about them Oklahoma City. Yeah, it was kind of the the age where yeah, those those major public target terrorist attacks. But um, yeah, some of the only two things I watched this week. I 
I start. I wanted to watch Rick and Morty again, but then I'm like, I already watched these episodes like twice. I don't want to watch them again. Um, I I did watch the uh, the Wow class or the Wow episode of South Park. There's actually somebody on YouTube that made like a continuation of it for Wow Classic, which was pretty fun to watch. <laughs> nice. And I do find myself gravitating more towards watching YouTube videos now. Watching a lot of other stuff. Like, I really enjoy watching StarCraft TV on YouTube. Even though, like, I don't really play it. I just really like watching good players play it. Or sometimes bad players. Yeah, that's, that's the... It's, it started with me... In 2000, what, 2018, when I got my first BlizzCon virtual ticket, I'm thinking to myself, I ain't ever gonna watch this esports stuff. Like, I don't give two craps. But then, like, I start watching, like, the, um, the StarCraft stuff. Then I'm watching it longer and longer and longer. And I'm like, I gotta know who wins now. So, I. Uh, and then last year, the same exact thing. I'm like, well, I watched StarCraft last year. I might as well watch it this year. And I watched basically most of it all last, you know, this past year. Yeah, and... I mean, I think, I feel like real-time strategy games, like, really, they really thrive in that, that streaming and, and environment. I can certainly see why, you know, there was a time period where StarCraft Two was the top dog you know, amongst streaming and, you know, esports, essentially. The crazy thing is, is basically the people's reflexes have to be so good that when you hit a certain age and your reflexes start slowing down, you basically can't play the game at a high level anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is crazy. You know, I like it too. It's like, Starcraft is so crazy that not only do they have the stat, you know, where it's actions per minute, and you know, the pros are in that 500 plus actions per minute. So, you know, you think about that, right? You know, divide divide that by 60 and you have how many actions per second these guys are doing, you know, nine actions per second, right? So that's nine key presses, nine button, you know, mouse presses, and then they actually have like effective actions per minute too and some of these guys like they're not even like wasting clicks right if, you know every click is 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 an effective action which is crazy too yeah and me 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 and um the um the parts manager had this argument this this is probably about a year ago now he, he basically told me one day that his hand-eye coordination is so good that it is probably the highest in basically the shop. And I'm thinking to myself, you're full of crap. Like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, these the, all, the, all the teenagers and stuff that play video games, their hand-eye coordination is far superior than yours. My hand-eye coordination is far superior than yours, just for the simple fact as we play video games and you don't. Like, 
like people don't understand like you know how much higher hand-eye coordination people have that literally can play video games like it's it's just ridiculous yeah but it's the same thing right where hand-eye coordination will only get you so far right like yeah good hand-eye coordination will help you hit a baseball but the repetition of hitting seeing pitches and hitting that baseball over and over is what's going to take you to the next level and it's the same thing with you know diablo and you know to a much higher extent you know starcraft 2 where a lot of it just becomes muscle memory and you know just your fingers are used to you know hitting these buttons in the right times you know you don't even have to think about it it becomes automatic um you know no different than like you know when you're watching fortnite videos and those guys that crank those crazy 90s right well it's just a sequence of button presses you know that they can perfectly time every time but how do they slow down when they hit 30 though that's the weird part <laughs> ah, i don't i don't know that every game i mean that sure there are some but yeah things like you know think about like the some of the esports have been going for a long time or your games like csgo or yeah i mean generally it's it's the younger players same thing i think a lot of the time league of legends games like that but i, I don't know that just age and even hand-eye coordination that you know you, you couldn't have you know like the brett Favre and you know the tom brady of of esports that's playing well past what the normal age is. Look at StarCraft, though. Like, the the people that won, like, the last two years aren't even 20 yet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's good for the sport. I mean, I, I don't know that that's saying that, you know, that the other guys are, are worse. It's just, you know, it could be new strats, new, you know, new new technique that they might just be playing the dominant race right now I mean there's there's a whole bunch of factors Cyril though he was taught from whenever he was a kid till now <laughs> his dad taught him how to play Starcraft you know since he could remember <laughs> that's yeah I mean I, I would certainly agree that yeah as a kid you know your your learning ability is certainly different than you know when you're 40 so yeah i mean being you know being a kid it's just like they say right like learning languages right i mean when you're a kid learning languages is easy and then you know when you're 40 it's not easy to learn it's like you don't need to anymore we got smartphones <laughs> it's true all we really i feel like there should just be some kind of attachment at this point that like you just put it on you know kind of like a, a voice box or something just google translates it listens google translates and then like as you're speaking it it speaks it speaks the other language like why do we not have that yet i think we do i just you just just gotta look for it we just all have our own universal translators we'll all have our own uh uh c3po yeah <laughs> Instead of hiring somebody, we got a phone that does it for us. <laughs> Your phone just doesn't nod every, when you're talking and then just blurt out everything you said in a different language when you're done. It's crazy, though, that all these these streamers living in other countries help 
the fact that they you know, the majority of their audience English speaking how uh, how good most of them are and how quickly they pick up the language too yeah Chris there's a lot of people that are bilingual outside the United States that at least were outside of the United States and Europe English speaking people that they all know English anyway you know what I mean yeah I feel like you know in high school you know we took you know you had a few language choices but it was almost like take these language classes just to pass them whereas in other you know in European countries they're teaching you another language so that you're you, know, you can speak it as a second language so that you're actually communicate with just pure memorization you know passing whatever course yeah we had two options when I was in high school French and Spanish and I didn't care to learn any of them yeah I think we had French Spanish and Latin and I picked Latin which is the language that isn't even spoken Like if they had offered me German, I probably would have taken it. I probably would have done pretty good. Because again, I would have cared about it. <laughs> you know? Do you have anything else to add to the show, sir? Nothing I can think of. I mean, thanks for having me in. You know, I look forward to continuing on with the show for as long as Greed's able to keep his uh, Sam Kinison Memorial Tour going. It might, have, it might be going on the Richard Pryor Memorial Tour after he's done with the Sam Kinison one, I don't know. Guess we'll have to see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> You've been listening to episode 249 of the Shattered Soulstone, your Diablo community podcast. Miss an episode, you can find the show's blog, listen to the show archives at www.shatteredsoulstone.com. With your support, you can help the show grow, become a Patreon today, patreon.com slash soulstone. Come join us in-game, our in-game community and clan, both named Shattered Soulstone. We're open to anyone who would like to join. You can also join us on Discord. For the ultimate team and community-based experience, find the Discord invitation link on our Twitter and Facebook page, as well as the Shattered Soulstone website. This show is powered by you, the listener. Send your contributions, thoughts, questions, and feedback to show at ShatteredSoulstone.com, and whoever can look at your email will be will probably send it along to me because. Me and Tut don't ever have any, um, can't see emails, so it is what it is. We love Twitter. Come join and tweet with us. You can find the show's Twitter, at Shattered Stone, Dead Greed at Dead Greed 1812. You can find me at Shazam081. We'd like to extend a huge thank you to Medros of Dawn Forge Productions. For hosting our Loot Deviant show, you can find more shows from the Dawn Forge at www.thedawnforge.com. Thank you for listening. Until next time, from all of us here at the Shattered Soulstone, over 248 episodes for your listening pleasure. 
Don, Don Forge. Forge. <laughs> Need to change it to Iron Forge. Yeah. This podcast is part of the Dawn Forge Network. Copyright 2020.